Hello, hello, hello. It's Sean A. Barksdale of the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast. And once again, we are back with Larry Howerton Jr., uh, my friend and brother um, uh, that helped me formulate the Boots on the Ground initiative. What's going on, Ahi? How you doing, my brother? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we have been going on the journey, your journey. Um, a distinct journey of being a child entering the prison um, for a long period of time. Now, where we're at, if you haven't heard, please go back, listen to those previous episodes, and uh, come on up to where we are now. Um, our relationship, I consider you my best friend, man. You know, the same, uh, you know, you and you and you and Kool Aid, man. You know what I'm saying, Abdul Raki, man. Y'all, you know. Um, Y'all it for me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as brothers, we got a lot of brothers, a lot of brothers we love, you know what I'm saying? But uh, with that being said, I'm, I, I, you know, I trust you with my life, you know, because we've been through it. And how we got there was, I remember I was working in the kitchen, right? I mean, tell these stories now. Prison Chronicles, you know what I'm saying? We might do a spinoff called Prison Chronicles, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, I'm in the kitchen. Um, I'm looting. I'm a bandit in the kitchen. I'm stealing sandwiches and bread and cheese, you know, at the time, selling, you know, trying to get my fix of uh, nicotine and I'm smoking weed and drinking. I'm bringing back, uh, making mash materials, you know, I'm bringing back uh, the hooch materials and whatnot. This brother's, you know, he's good, you know what I'm saying, to the to the best of his ability. Um, so anyway, I got what is called a roller. A roller is a individual that is prepared and willing to make them a little extra change on the side by bringing stuff into the prison. Right. Okay. So I got a roller. Right. And so of course this brother, he ain't trying to get into nothing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, too, too hazardous. So he's the oil purveyor if you don't understand what that means he sells all the oil someone called from prison the other week and said uh that this brother still got oil in the penitentiary and he's been out almost two years uh he has all the oil out here good oil too uh <laughs> i got some on right now so um i come to the brother now mind you at this time i'm i'm 27 I'm 27, 28. You're three years younger than me, so you're about 24. 23, 24, about yeah. 23, 24 years old. Now, mind you, the reason I'm saying this, y'all, is because when I come to him, I'm like, look, man, give me a shot, man, right? He the man now, ain't he? He the man on, on the spread, right? He the man. So he says, uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking about retiring. That's <laughs> me, 23 years old. You're talking about retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get in the game. <laughs> Put me in the game, coach. <laughs> so I keep go I keep going to him over and over, right? He like, ah, let me think about it. Let me think about it. Cause he got his groove. He's doing his thing, right? He gives me a shot, right? He gives me a shot. This is when our relationship shifted and changed, right? Um so tell the people how you became such a great hustler. Well, um, as we know, like um, certain prisons can bring the worst out of people, you know, and it can bring um, good out of people. Um, Lawrenceville, honestly, was a prison that I seen bring the worst out of people, but it it brought like a right. survival technique right, out of people right. because like the staff would encourage you to do 
things that wasn't rehabilitation at all. Um, you know what I'm saying? They would like put you in positions where you had to do certain right. things, you know. Right. Um I I just I just believed in like not having to reach out to my family and asking for money because like a lot of times when we in our lives in the streets, we don't realize that the life that we're living if we don't have any money, our family going to have to send us money while we're mm, locked up. That's right. And I refused to have my mother who had three other kids to try to scrape up money to try to send to me. So I was like, you know, you know, it wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't let me um, be in that type of individual to um, be dependent upon people in a worse situation than I was in. Mm. Um, so in trying to become a man, um, you know, yeah, um, I sold oil and everything and, you know, um, like whatever uh, wrongs that I did that I'm ashamed of, you know, I asked God to, um, you know, protect them from me and I keep them to myself, you know, right. protect me and I keep them to myself. And that's what we should do, like um, certain things like um, sins that we may have done. Um, we keep them to ourselves and hope God forgive us on the day of judgment. But, right. you know, Lawrenceville was a place of you know, sins where people was trapping, where people was um, surviving, where they were store boss and loan, loan sharking. Um, you know, they were loan sharking the COs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Well, they, where they were loan the COs money and charge them interest and get it back in because the reality was um, the ones who are locked up was the ones who allowed the COs to go home. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like a, a take and give situation and it was a dog eat dog world at Lawrenceville versus other institutions because of the the people were getting paid low because it was a private institution it wasn't Correct. like a, a state ran institution it was a private institution so it was like a doggy dog world all the guys trying to mingle with the women um everybody hates you if you're just trying to do your job and a woman is around and it was like you had to learn how to maneuver and um stay out of the way stay in your lane and that's you're the ultimate hustle yeah, I tried to stay in my lane. Yeah, man. you definitely did. You yeah. definitely did. I was all over the place yeah. uh, for a while. Um, but it was being around good brothers like this, good individuals like this, that I started to, you know, understand what the religion called for by seeing it, right, more than hearing it. And it was coupled with both. Um, with, with that being said, we started to, you know, gain uh, a bond of friendship, right, uh, that 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 just carried over because after that we started going from prison to prison mm -hmm. right you would go to a prison i'd follow him i would go to a prison he'd follow me um <clears throat> and and you know that was just you know the law's playing and whatnot right but uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna fast i'm gonna fast forward because after um and and we've told this particular story you know in colleges of you know, how this brother helped me become who I was because he gave me a responsibility. I'm an only child. And him giving me a responsibility helped me get a, get rid of, you know, by the permission of the law, of course, get rid of vices that I had. I'm always in, in, in indebted and in, in, in have a lot of gratitude towards this brother for that. Um, but then I come home, right? I, I've become who I've become. And... There's something that I noticed that happened with you, right, uh, during this time because, you know, he's, he, he believes in me, believes in, you know, like you're saying, the vision, stuff like that. But I saw he really became educated in the law, mm -hmm. right? So what happened with that shift that you got so acclimated into the law like you did? Um, I 
received my transcripts and I realized that it was an injustice. Um, I had always been told to go to the law library, but I didn't know how to read and, you know, articulate myself and learn the law. But as I grew and as I educated myself, I learned how to read more. So when I began to read the cases, the synopsis and, um, um, learn about Lexus Nexus, learning how to query and search and stuff like that. It became like my everyday um, habit to just lead a basketball along and go to the law library because knowledge is where people become free at. And um, so I learned um, a lot about the Virginia Code so I could learn my rights. I learned a lot about the Virginia Constitution. I learned a lot about the United States Constitution. I learned that I was a dual citizen. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These type of things a person is not taught. <clears throat> you always right. hear um, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. So I wanted to remove um, much as ignorance as possible, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't break the law because a lot of times crimes come from ignorance. Majority all the time, crimes come from ignorance. Mm. So um, I wanted to remove this ignorance. So I learned about uh, the chapters, the um, statutes. I learned about uh, stare diseases. I learned about, you know, what people must rule, rule by. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like, I believe that the proof, like my religion taught me that everything has to have a proof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, we we um, see their law. It, it has to have a proof on uh, why a person read, ruled a certain way or did a certain thing. And um, the statutes, um, the codified statutes in Virginia, it says um, it's their proof why they supposed to do the things that they do. Mm. And you can hold them to this if you know it. But if you don't know it they might not know it and then you'll be subjected to their own whims when it comes to your rights. Wow. So like, wow. um, I had to learn this because a lot of people will do things and you'll see people get sued. They're only being sued because the person who did it didn't know what they was doing. Don't according know, to law. Right, right. So if you learn the law, then you'll learn that a person can't infringe on my rights like that mm. because I'm a dual citizen. I wow. have United States rights and I have rights of whatever state I'm in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, next week, we're going to get into uh, a little bit deeper into this law. Um, please stay tuned and come back next week as we continue this path, man. Thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate this. Well, I really appreciate you having me, Sean. All right. This is Sean A. Box, the 10 Minutes of Truth. Peace. Representation is extremely important. And sometimes it has to be civil and sometimes it has to be criminal. If you need help in these areas, please call Mike Trent of the Trent Law Practice. He can be found at 7S Main Street, Halifax, Virginia, 24558. And that phone number is 434-471-4339. If you want to get it right, call Mike.